You ever go to the circus and watch an elephant get up on one of those stools? You know, they grab you, put each foot up. That's what you just saw. Yeah. About the same thing. But we made it anyway. If you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor Max Haynes. I've been around this church since, well, Mike says since the beginning, but not quite that long, but a long time. Uh, let's pray together. Father, we thank you that we can gather here, that we can gather in your presence, that you are here through your Holy Spirit. We pray that you will bless this time together as we share your word, that you will uh, speak to our hearts, um, use these words, uh, bring them back again to us, and help us, Father, to walk in your way. We love you. We give praise and honor to the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Amen. Now, you can't see it, but if you could, you'd look at this pile of notes and say, oh, my word, but I use really big print, so you're safe. <laughs> I want to read today from 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, beginning with verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Love is mentioned 18 times in that section we just read. And so you know, our, though the lesson today is on love. Lee Iacocca, the former head of Chrysler, once asked legendary football coach Vince Lombardi of the Green Bay Packers, who led his Packers to NFL and Super Bowl championships, what does it take to make a winning team? And this is what Lombardi said. He said, there are lots of coaches and good ball clubs who know the fundamentals and have plenty of discipline, but they still don't win the game. Then he says, you come to the third ingredient. If you're going to play together as a team, you've got to care for one another. 
Each player has to be thinking about the other guy and say to himself, if somebody gets past me and tackles him, he could break a leg. I have to do my job in order that he can do his. The difference between mediocrity and greatness, said Lombardi, is the feeling those guys have for each other. In a healthy church, each Christian learns to care for others. As we take seriously Jesus' command to love one another. The source of real love, as we read in the scriptures, of course, is God. It is God who is love and is God who gives love. Now, the love we're talking about today is agape love. It's the deepest kind of love there is. As you know, in Greek, there are a number of loves. This love has nothing to do with close friendship, with brotherly love, with romantic love, or sexual love. You see, those are all loves that come and go from us to each other. Agape love is love from God to us. <clears throat> and when it's in us, we give it to each other. It's sort of like the cross. The Father and the Son give us the love, and then we give to each other. Agape is a willful delight in the object of love. God has willful delight in you and in me. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. That's willful delight in you, to bring you to be his own child. Agape love is an act of the will. When you know the Father and you know the Son and the Holy Spirit is at work in you, you have agape love in you. And it is an act of the will to use that love. Abby and Andy were just showing that to us. That's an act of the will to go out and to spread that love and to show that love. And we need to do that to each other. Agape love is from God. He is the author of that love. And it is from him that we get that love, that agape love. And it describes our love for God. He gives us that love, and so we love him in return in the same way. With this love that is deep and gives us great delight in the one we love. We delight in his love, and he delights in us. Love is always shown, agape love is always shown by what it does and what it says. Now, I don't know about you, sometimes my agape love quotient is not as good as it ought to be, and what I do and say may not be always what I should do and say. That's when the Holy Spirit says, okay, Max, time to confess, you need to take care of these things. We are to love others with this agape love. If you think of the story of the Good Samaritan, he saw a man laying in a ditch, and he went over, and he took care of him, and he showed love to him, because agape love always seeks the highest good for the other person. So you and I seek the highest good for each other. That's who we are in Jesus Christ, seeking the highest good for each other. 
Now, that does not always come naturally. That comes through this love that God gives us, and then we can use it on each other, to share with each other. And agape love is how the world identifies us. We are known by our love, or unfortunately, by our lack of love. But we are to let the world know that we are his by our love. The greatest picture of agape love is Jesus Christ dying on the cross. You know the story very well. Jesus, how he suffered, how they made fun of him, they spit in his face, they hit him, they put a crown of thorns on his head, and then they pounded his head. He was whipped, flogged, and the blood was flying all over the room. Then they took him and they laid him on a cross and they pounded a spike through each hand and his feet and they dropped that cross in the hole and they left him up there to suffocate. That, my friends, is agape love from God for you and for me, that we might know Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord and we then might be filled with agape love. We need to do what God did. We need to love. There was a young man several years ago named Jonathan who was stationed overseas in a time of war where there were a lot of casualties and, and injuries. At the time of discharge, he wrote a letter home to his parents asking them if a fellow soldier friend of his could come home with him and live with them. He told them, now my friend has lost both his arms and he's going to take a lot of extra care. Can we do that? His parents balked at the idea and reminded Jonathan that the requirements of time and care would be way too much. No, his friend could not come home with him. So Jonathan never went home. He chose to live elsewhere. You see, he was the one without arms. But his parents had conditional love. Jesus' love for you and for me is unconditional. And he takes us just as we are, brings us to Jesus Christ, and lovingly cares for us and changes us into a model of himself. That is a sign of God in us, that we become more like him. It shows that we live in God that we have a relationship with him, that we read the scriptures, that we pray, that we spend time knowing him. It shows he lives in us, and it comes out of us in that way. If we do not love, the scriptures here tell us, then we do not love. We don't have the love of Christ in us. Love is paramount. Love is action. It is doing. Um, as you know, I've had lots of back surgeries. That's why I stand up so straight nowadays. But the foundation Sunday school class is love in action. Uh, the fall before last, they came over. They took care of all the weeds. They mulched. They did all this stuff. And the next summer, they came, and they did all of that. That's love in action. That's showing that love is real. Love is what the world must see in us and what must come out of our mouths. For you see, what is in us is what comes out of us. If that love is in us, it will come out. 
love has some companions we call the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm going to go through these rather quickly today. When we are saved, we get the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit will develop in you as you develop in Jesus Christ. As you spend time growing in him, you will become more like the, the fruit of the Spirit. The first one, of course, is love, which we've been talking about, agape love, the highest of virtues. This is what Jesus says about it. Jesus said in John 13, 35, your agape love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So when the world looks at us individually and as a body, does that prove to them that we belong to him? It should. Then there is joy, rejoicing. It comes from God and our relationship with him. It is not happiness. Getting a new house, a new car, a new whatever is happiness. Joy is what Jesus gives to us inside that sustains us through whatever happens in life. Peace is closely linked to joy. It's tranquility in your spirit. It's trust in the future because of your relationship with God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's patience. Hmm. I have to work on that one. Patience. Since God has shown so much patience to us, we need to show it to others. Ephesians 4.2 says, Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love means sometimes it's a little hard because we might rub on each other. But agape love shows patience. Then there's kindness, which comes from God's own kindness and grace shown to us. How do we show kindness? Now, I'm going to get real personal right now, okay? Mike played the organ this morning. And we had the praise band this morning. Now, some of you, when he played the organ, said, well, it is about time, and I want him to do it again, and I'm going to tell him so. Some of you like the praise band, and you said, good, I love the praise band. What did he play the organ for? And what does love say? It says, thank you. Thank you, Mike, for using your talent, your God-given talent to bless us. Whether it was the organ or the praise band, love just says thank you. It doesn't seek their own way. Then there's goodness. That is a gracious, kind spirit you show to others. Faithfulness is a person on whom others can depend, sticks by others when they're in need. It comes from a total trust in God and leads to faithful behavior to others. We are showing God to each other and to everyone we meet out there. Then there's gentleness. It's a humble spirit like our Lord had. Self-control comes from a disciplined life and shows that we are directed by the Holy Spirit and not ourselves. You know, without the Holy Spirit working on us and our self-control, we just spit those things out that we ought to have kept back in there. And being selfish is natural. Self-control shows the supernatural work of God in you and in me. So I ask, how are you and I doing so far? Agape love is shown in our everyday lives. How do we treat our fellow believers? 
personal again. We meet sometimes at McDonald's or Burn Dining or Marathon. We do all these things, and we sit around and we talk. How do we talk? If it's gossip, then it ought to be dead. Get rid of it. If we make fun of anybody, pick on, ignore, then let's change. We treat each other with love, always. How do we treat non-believers? We treat them with love. Yes, even the obnoxious ones, the ones at work that cuss and drive us crazy. You know, you look just as obnoxious to them. They think you're obnoxious too. <laughs> you have, however, love on your side. Agape love that is going to reach out that it's going to be kind when you don't want to be, that's going to say the right words when you don't want to say them. It means becoming friends with them because friendship is how you, you get close to people and how they're going to begin to trust you. And that is the way you can eventually bring them to Jesus Christ. Help them with projects at their house. Talk about their family. Invite them over. Do those kinds of things. How should we treat our fellow believers? Remember, agape love seeks the highest good for each other. We treat each other lovingly, or we should. For fellow believers, there is love for each other. We have loving actions. We treat each other well. We help each other in times of trouble. We respond in hard times. We help each other. I told Luke Leakty I was going to pick on him this morning, um, treating each other kindly. As you know, I use a walker, and I put it in the trunk of the car. If Luke Leakty is around, he always puts it in the car. That's love in action, helping this ancient old man. Loving words. We should have loving words for each other. Thank you. I'll pray for you. But don't say that unless you're going to pray for somebody. Pray for them. I appreciate you. I don't, can't understand the circumstance, but I love you and I'll pray for you. Love and situations. All right, now I'm going to confess. Situations, whatever that means. I'm going to talk about, over here is the coffee corner. I call it, though I wish it was the donut corner. That would be better. <laughs> anyway, when they were getting ready to build the coffee corner or whatever, I kind of thought, you know, <clears throat> this is unnecessary, Jiminy. What are we doing this for? And I talked too much. And the Lord said to me, Max Haynes, you repent of that. Confess that. And I had to confess it. I had talked too much. I had said the wrong things. The Lord has a way of getting at you if you're not showing the love that I'm talking about. The lights here in the sanctuary, they're beautiful. Some of us have not shown that in our talk or in our action. When Dan Tolan was here a couple weeks ago, you remember at the mission conference, when he was done, one of the things he told me was, wow, this sanctuary is beautiful, what you people have done. We need to support each other with love in every situation, we have singles in this church. Talk to them. Invite them over. Same with single moms. Help them out. Help pay for their groceries. Take their kids for an evening. 
Love the church board. Now, some of you have a problem with that. I have on occasion, I confess. We love the church board. Number one, they cannot always tell us everything we want to know. Number two, when you talk with board members, remember love. You love them. They're your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Even if you don't quite agree with them, speak with love. So, how are we doing? The greatest gift we can give to our new pastor when he comes is to be a loving church. It should show especially in if there are any disagreements, we must show love. The love of Jesus Christ. Agape love. That's who we are.